Welcome to the podcast, Risk Intelligence, with your host, Karen Adamsbaum. She will be sharing her knowledge on common insurance questions, coverage explanations, claim scenarios, and interviews with brokers, clients, and colleagues to discuss various topics in the insurance industry. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another edition of my podcast called Risk Intelligence. And today I have Mark Mustachio with me. And I, what I'd like to do is just kind of explain how Mark and I met again in the world of LinkedIn. Uh, we connected through another mutual uh, client of ours, another uh, mutual relationship of ours. And, you know, we, we saw each other just uh, commenting uh, on our mutual connection. And we said, hey, you know what, why don't we just connect? And, and we did. And we had a phone call. And then uh, Mark is uh, very involved in the marketing arena. And he invited me to his uh, seminars, his webinars. And it was actually a three-week course. And, and I engaged and, and I went and I, I learned a lot. So now Mark and I, uh, it's, it's like we've been friends for years. And Mark, if you would, can you just uh, explain a little bit about yourself, please? Oh, yeah, sure, Karen. And, and again, I really appreciate you bringing me on the podcast. Um, yeah, uh, the way you kind of introduced the way we met is spot on. Um, a bit about me, I've always kind of been like a little marketing minded, um, you know, from, from college, uh, I stepped into a small agency role. I like to say I fell into the, the sales of marketing. So first it was an agency role out of college, and then I worked for uh, uh, WDHA, WMTR Radio for several years, um, you know, selling radio advertising. And then I jumped over to sell non-traditional outdoor advertising, which is basically advertising in malls. Um, did that for some time. And then I jumped on board with Krause Marketing. Um, and in that role, I'm a business development manager. So I help market the agency and I connect with businesses to determine if we could be a good fit to help out with their uh, branding, uh, web development or digital marketing needs. Marketing for malls, that has gotta be so hard. I got to tell you, um, I've had a, a nice, well-rounded perspective when it comes to just media and advertising in general. I've seen it from what some would call the traditional or established side in terms of, you know, broadcast radio, uh, TV, and marketing in malls, um, you know, especially in one of the uh, number one markets in the country, ever-changing media landscape. I like to say, you know, in the past, there might have been like four ways you got your media, you know, newspaper, radio, TV, and billboard, and now it's who knows, hundreds, you know? I wanted to um, tell you that my thoughts of marketing is that it is, to me, it is a very hard career, a very hard position. And the reason I feel that way is because your your end result is always changing and the way you get there is also changing and you are at the liberty of your audience and you're not able to control your audience your audience has so many different personalities and uh ideas and and how do, how do you manage that being in the field that you are well it is, it is difficult but um you know one of the things i'm lucky is at kraus and again throughout my career i've been fortunate enough to have you know, a bit of training, you know, each of the companies I've worked at has been, you know, forward thinking and either brought in new products uh, to compete with companies in the market, you know, from a digital perspective, or provided training um, and ongoing certifications, so that we can kind of stay knowledgeable of, of trends and things of that nature. But, 
even when we think we're getting it right, we find something out that, that could be a great addition to somebody's campaign, and we look to include it. Um, and, and it's, like you said, a never-changing thing. So we'll have you know, pivot meetings to discuss the effectiveness of what we've been doing. And if something's not really working the way we, we had anticipated, we pull that out and try to re-strategize and, and, and try something different moving forward. You know, I was um, I was uh, reading a book, and uh, in, in that book, it described that there's this red light, green light, and yellow light approach. And if you have an idea, green light, and it means that it's working, you just keep moving forward. And then yellow light is, uh, mm, we might need to make some changes here. Let's make some changes. And then red light, like, nope, doesn't work. Let's change the platform. Is that kind of what you do a little bit? Yeah, and I think it's important to approach almost everything with that kind of mindset. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you ride the wave, right? And you and, and when the wave starts to crash, you got to find a new wave to ride. But yeah. as long as that wave is cruising and making sense and, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it kind of thing. Um, but absolutely, you should have some kind of structure where you're, you're, you know, monitoring what you're doing, managing it, and pivoting it when necessary. All right. The other uh, item, I mean, we're all in this pandemic and we're on uh, week 11, week 12 from working from home. And I'm sure that you being in the marketing arena have seen a change in the marketing strategies from restaurants uh, and, and local businesses. What, what are some of those examples that you have seen? And um, yeah, just share those with us. Sure. Yeah. And, and it, it kind of ties into you know, what we do at Krauss in terms of just identifying your audiences and, and, and providing the content that they'll find relevant. So we, we recently did a, a webinar on how to create a content strategy for the pandemic and beyond. And, and the five steps were, you know, first identify your audience, you know, whether or not they've changed or if they're the same, are there new audiences to talk to? Um, of those audiences, you know, they do business with you for a reason. It's usually to answer a question they have, a problem, you provide a solution. Are those problems changing? Have those questions changed? Um, and if so, can you provide answers to those new questions? Um, the third step was, you know, do some research, um, you know, develop a strategy so that you can approach those questions that you're seeing from your audiences. Um, fourth would be organize your efforts across, you know, whatever mediums you're using to disseminate that information, whether you're calling them one-to-one -one or you're sending emails or posting it on some social platforms, put that somewhere so you can follow it. And the fifth was, you know, just execute, manage, monitor, and pivot as needed, like we were just saying. Um, but some of the cool examples I've seen have really been, you know, uh, you know, companies that have seen an opportunity where their audience is in need and, and pivoted. So you mentioned restaurants. Um, one of the interesting things I've seen is restaurants actually selling uh, provisions or, or groceries, so to speak, whereas they wouldn't. And, and I suspected that some of those were maybe ingredients that they had or would have used you know if they had people coming into the restaurant and then they saw people needed eggs and milk and some restaurants are posting on their social media that that you know these customers could come in and buy the eggs and milk from the restaurants wow. you know that's something those restaurants never offered and, and and another interesting example from the restaurant was uh you know these takeout dinners now so a lot of restaurants are preparing um meals for families that they can come and pick up um obviously to you know, stay afloat and, and provide a service that people now need, but they also see that families are having trouble getting those, those ingredients to make their dinner. So rather than sell, you know, $15 singular meals, they're putting together, you know, a $40 package that serves, you know, six people and you can come and pick that up. So uh, my, my parents actually just got a picnic basket 
from, from local Calandra's bakery. And that's something they've never sold before, but that's a, a pivot strategy. That's them seeing a need and, and, and filling it, which is sort of inherently marketing at its core. Then, you know, and the breweries also are doing that too. There's a brewery not too far from me. And, you know, usually you would just go in and you would sit down, have a couple beers and what have you. But now what they're doing is uh, curbside, uh, which is also a pivot move. And um, you and I were talking about it earlier. They're using their, their ingredients to, I don't know what they do, but boil it down or what have you to actually make hand sanitizer. So that is also a pivot move. Would you agree? Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a great point. And a lot of those breweries and, and distilleries were originally selling to, um, you know, consumers to bring them into their breweries for tours and such, but also to restaurants, you know, to distribute and distributors who would then sell to the restaurants. And as you know, that, that industry has slowed almost to a stop. So they mm -hmm. had to find a new way to distribute their product, which is where the curbside and the direct home delivery comes in. And I don't, um, I mean, everybody's always saying the, the new norm. So we, we don't know what that is, but just from your professional background, um, how do you see it going back to the old way or do you see this pivoting, taking a longer uh, life cycle than people originally thought? It'll, it'll be interesting to see. And I can talk to a couple of examples. I know some airlines have already made changes to exclude the sale of that middle aisle seat. So if there's three seats, you can, you know, only the two ends are getting sold. So the one in the middle will be open. Um, I was talking with a friend, you know, I can imagine concerts would still take place, but rather than cramming people next to each other, your ticket may actually include the cost of the two seats to the left and the right. If you're a single person or, a seat on either end of your party to create some distance between you and those around you. Um, it's funny, it didn't take long, but as quickly as Sunday night, I saw some direct-to-TV or, or direct-TV uh, advertising um, encouraging consumers to buy PPE. It was you know, disposable masks and also reusable masks that you could use for up to 30 days and then wash. Um, and these were consumer, uh, customer or, or commercials on the TV that you could call the number and, and you know, order a pack of 50. And up until Sunday night, I had never seen that. So I'm curious to see how long that will last and, and the craze of PPE and you know, wearing the masks or if that's something that will you know, fade away as you know, hopefully you know, the, the pandemic seems to improve. And similarly, when the pandemic started, all the gyms were starting to shut down and all of a sudden all these home exercise videos started coming out, flooding social media. Hey, you could do this at home, buy my membership. I mean, they made a pivot move also. Same thing, right? Yeah, absolutely. And that, that's a, a good point. One of our clients, um, All Cure Spine and Sports Medicine, uh, they're like a chiropractic and, and physical therapy uh, practice. Um, they're offering at-home exercise programs, video conferences, and even on-call availability um, to come to your, to your residence if needed. Um, we were actually able to kind of create an email blast uh, to keep their current customer base uh, aware of this. But, you know, part of it is the pivot. The other part is making sure everybody knows about it. Um, I got this great saying from a guy I used to work with uh, at the radio station. You know, doing something like that, making a pivot and not telling anybody about it is like winking in the dark. The only person who knows you're doing it is you. 
So it's that's great a, that you make these pivots, but you gotta you gotta tell people about it. <laughs> yeah, that that's a great way to think about it. Winking in the dark, I like it. I like it. Well, Mark, I just wanted to say thank you so much for you know sh sharing your expertise uh, and and I'm sure it's very knowledgeable and it's going to help all those out there who listen to the podcast and and watch it as well. Um, is there any last words that you would like to say? Yeah, I would just say kind of, you know, I, I always, you know, we talked about this. I always stare at things through a marketing mindset. Um, once you start looking at it that way, you'll kind of see the, the ins and outs behind it. You'll start to recognize, especially those who watch this, um, you know, moving forward. Some of those companies that have made those pivots. Um, a quick one that I forgot to mention was Grubhub. Um, you know, they, they, they're a delivery service that primarily served, you know, consumers from a delivery perspective, but also restaurants who didn't offer delivery. Real quickly, they changed up their messaging across all their platforms to make it sound like, and, and they're correct to a fact, um, you're not just using Grubhub for delivery anymore. Now you're supporting those restaurants who are trying to stay afloat and can only provide takeout. So by, by ordering through Grubhub, you're, you know, you're actually supporting local restaurants, especially those that mean the most to you. Um, so as you, as you go through your, you know, your daily lives, you know, and your consumerism, um, it's cool to kind of take that stuff into, uh, into context and consideration mm -hmm. and start to analyze the messages you're seeing and why. And I'm going to add one more to that. I went to go get my car washed on uh, Sunday and there was only two choices, exterior or full detail. Yeah. So yeah. it's just like, uh, all right, you know, so it's the same thing. So we're going to see it. We're going to see an increase. You know, there's going to be things that are going to be cost more, but at the same token, it's what you got to do, what you yeah. got to do. So yeah. I think the main point is that everybody, you know, stay safe, stay, stays healthy and, you know, keeps those close to them, uh, you know, top of priority. I think more so than ever, this has put things in perspective for a lot of people. So, mm -hmm. so thank you, Mark. Hey, Karen, I really appreciate the opportunity. Thanks again. You got it. Thanks for listening to the podcast, Risk Intelligence. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel and connect on LinkedIn by doing a search on Karen Adamsbaugh.